Hello and welcome to Welsh Music Prize Conversations, where each nominated band or artist from the 2021 shortlist will delve deep into a chat about their body of work. Croeso i bodlediad y Wobr Gerddoriaeth Gymreig, lle mae'r tystiad sydd yn web i eleni yn siarad am ei albums. Mae'r deuddeg sgwrs yw clywed trwy Am, Spotify neu Apple Podcasts. All 12 conversations are available through the Am app, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to let us know what you think about these discussions across our social media too. Fy sy'n i wrth i'n bodda ein clywed, beich chi'n meddwl am y sgwrsiau at Welsh Music Prize. Here's Josh Bennett chatting with Novo Amor about their nominated album. Dyma Josh Bennett yn sgwrsio a Novo Amor am yr album Cannot Be Whatsoever. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Josh Bennett, uh, filmmaker uh, based in Cardiff, uh, and I'm here with the one and only Novo Moore. Ali Lacey, how you doing? Thank you. <laughs> I'm good, I man. say that like uh, like I don't know you, but uh, of course we've known each other yeah, for years so now. We're very close friends. Josh is, uh, I say you are a filmmaker that's made, <laughs> I think, about six of my music videos, mm. um, including Anchor, which is my most well-known song, and also recently we made that um, a documentary film together called Please Don't Stand Up When Room Is In Motion. And it basically follows the making of, um, well, kind of the making of my last album, Cannot Be Whatsoever. Um, mm. But it also, it kind of just delves into the music making pro- process in general and kind of how it kind of unfolds yeah. in someone's mind, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it was really cool, actually, that one. There's a lot more like f- like philosophy, uh, the philosophy of an artist, I guess, uh, alongside... Uh, like tailgating, I guess, the making of your album, which is really cool. Because I think, um, given the time, obviously COVID came in and it was like, oh, we were meant to go on tour together. Uh, and then actually happened to be at the time that you were making this album. So we kind of readjusted and made it into a into a kind of album documentary. Yeah, it, it's great. And it's, it's, it's really hard to kind of visualize what making an album is mm. really and i think i think you know we captured it pretty well in that um mm. and the whole the whole thing is the whole documentary is kind of just narrated by a conversation between both of us um kind of like yeah. this was um and yeah i mean hey, if, you, if you want to watch it it's on yeah, youtube yeah. go 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 and check out uh please don't stand up when room is in motion it's a wonderful watch if i do say so myself yeah. um but let's let's go back to the beginning mate uh novo more for those who don't know um what's the name about uh, i get that a lot the, the name <laughs> is the name is is portuguese um well i kind of i took it from latin because I, I wanted a stage name that wasn't my own name and i wanted something that felt mm-hmm. relevant to the project and why i was making music because yeah. i'm from mid wales and i've lived there until i was about 15 16 then i moved to cardiff and i spent a bunch of years in cardiff and in the summer of 2011 i ended up kind of um going back to my childhood home after a summer spent in America. Um, and, you know, I, I went through a lot of coming of age things and, you know, relationship ups and downs and it's very cliche to, you know, have a breakup and then start writing a load of music, but that's kind of mm. what happened. And I wanted something to reflect, um, reflect why I was making the music and the, the, the words new love kind of felt very applicable <laughs> when, when I heard it as Novo More, because that's what Novo More means, new love. Um, so it was kind of just making a new love for myself out of music and, you know, having something to kind of put your all into for a while, you know, it, you know, therapizing myself, I guess. I like that. How many times have you said that, that spiel? <laughs> uh, that, that was off the dome. I don't, I don't have it prepared. 
I should. I I, t- I tend to ignore the question instead. But sing, sing as you're a mate. <laughs> I was like, you can't ignore it here, mate. Yeah. But um, it's an interesting one for me. Is um, always like when I ask artists, uh, you're like your sound. Have you ever managed to pin down what the Novo More sound is? If you were to describe it to anyone. Hmm. Uh... Again, deep questions. <laughs> I'm not going easy. I don't know, man. You could compare it to other artists if you wanted to, and mm. people have, I'm sure. Um, and it, it, it's ethereal, alternative folk. It, it's it's dynamic and it's ever changing for me, really. Like this new album is very different to. Well, it's not very different. It's pretty different to kind of my first stuff. It's the most mature mm. album I've made. Um, you know, maybe maybe why it's up for the Welsh Music Prize because it's that good. It's more mature. <laughs> Um, I kid. Well, well, that's that was um, it's something that I was. Well, I, I'll I'll probably ask you about that um, in a bit, actually. So, cannot be whatsoever is your second album as Novo More. Um, where where were you when you started making this? I don't mean geographically. I mean like personally. Uh, where where were you that you felt like this was this was the album you needed to make? I. I think I'd just come off the back of a lot of touring, like the most touring I'd ever done. It was, uh, I think, 70 shows within the year. And it was, you know, North America, um, some of Mexico and all over Europe. And I think there was, there was one show in Jakarta there. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, I'd really kind of come into my own as a performer, I felt like. And I started making music thinking about what it's going to be like live like um, actually having drum beats and thinking about playing on festival stages. Um, so making the album and then not actually getting to do any of that was very, very weird, very weird. Um, but I, I, yeah, I was kind of at the place of being really excited just to make something, make something fresh and follow up my debut album um, and mm-hmm. kind of move slightly away from this kind of folky, folky genre that I feel like was was kicking about from like 2010 to 2015 and started to like mm. slope away um not that i've gone electronic but yeah, I, d- I don't know I, d- I don't want to make the same album over and over again so it's just me exploring kind of new bits of gear and my my production i was gonna say there's definitely a lot more um elements uh and even like themes within this album that that just haven't been present in 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 your other um other work obviously I, yeah like early Novo more is a, a, i think a lot of people would say cinematic and like you said atmospheric and there's there's a lot of sort of like um a lot of emotional sort of tones that could go into it and this 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 uh, new album is definitely a, a, a step forward from that it, but but not losing um i guess your signature production which i think is is definitely a standout um from a lot of music that i no, you're like because because you produce it all yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's if if I had um, at the start of my career when I started Nova More in like 2012 or 13, um, if I had gone into a recording studio with a producer and engineer and stuff and be like, oh, I'd like to make some music, please. I, I it would not have come out the way I wanted, and I would have been too shy and so unconfident in my abilities to mm. to do that sort of stuff. And I would be nowhere without learning how to produce music. Like mm. that's the only reason I've succeeded in any way. I think. Um, so the production, I feel more like a producer than I do like anything else, really. Even though I don't really do it much for anyone else, but I just feel like a producer rather than like a performer. And mm. you know that's why I haven't, you know. Um, 
come into my own from playing gigs. It's always been making music, kind of putting online and building a fan base in whatever country kind of will accept it and then go in there and play in it. That's a really interesting one, actually, the fact that um, your path uh, in your, and growth and your journey as, as an artist isn't a conventional one uh, at all, especially within uh, the UK. You, you've probably gained a lot more, uh, like a, a bigger following, I guess, abroad, uh, uh, the, the internationally than you have um, with, uh, like, you, you, like, UK sort of... Um, uh, scenes, I guess, it's, 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 it's really interesting how that happened. Um, I don't know, like what? <laughs> yeah, it's a conversation I have a lot, and it's something that like my manager and my label are always kind of bewildered by um, seeing kind of <laughs> you know getting into the industry, looking at the figures and the stats of it all, and seeing how. I could go to Brazil and sell out like a massive room, but then I could go to like Glasgow and not so much, for example. Yeah. Um, and these different places in the world where I have a big following, I go to Indonesia and like probably sell out like 2000 cap room. And it's, it's ridiculous. And it, it stems from a bunch of things really. Um, Portugal and Brazil are good markets for me and my music because of the name Novo Amor. Mm. Uh, I think people thought I was um, Portuguese. Um, and <laughs> has, has anyone ever asked that? Is, is, is well, that people, have, people have assumed it and I've, I've never, you know, I correct them. Um, but I never, <laughs> when I started making music, I never kind of pin, I never kind of put myself from one place. So, you know, I, mm. I, where I when, when I made my Facebook page, I put, I was from the moon or something like that. And then I signed to a Norwegian <laughs> record label, you know, after I, I did, I did reach out to like a couple of record labels in Wales. Um, mm. and none of them wanted me. So I was like, right. Okay. Off, off we go <laughs> to Norway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, man. Super interesting. But like, um, going back to the idea that your, um, your, your, your role as a producer then, um how did you start this album was it was it uh, was it a load of ideas had you already got demos together what was how did it start so there there's this this kind of this like string of indecision i think that flows through the album and through me as a person really and you know i guess it transferred into my music it's it was basically just a bunch of small ideas and like the first idea I had for the album was like a really really upbeat song which came from me just testing some new microphones I bought and so I recorded a drum beat recorded this really like happy upbeat piano riff and I was like oh this is this is great maybe this is a vibe or is this or is this too silly I don't know and well, I remember you showed me that there was I it was the original I feel better, I feel better uh, yeah. and you and you were so um I think I was in, in your bathroom at the time and you and you started playing it and uh, I was like was that you and you're like <laughs> yeah what's this it's like it's completely different um but it was it was really cool hearing that like kind of yeah like that, that was that the first one then that, that, that was, was like the first the... one i started making for the album and then i thought the album was going to be kind of that upbeat vibe for kind of the whole way um mm. but then all this kind of you know melancholic sadness started seeping in and <laughs> as it always does yeah exactly <laughs> and that's i think that's the stuff i like most i like i like mm. music that has, feels like it's got some sort of emotional integrity yeah and um you know does something to you um and it th those are the songs which i get i guess do better in a, in a sense um the ones that my fans kind of connect to um so yeah, that kind of naturally started coming out of me. And I kind of had this album, which was kind of like a mix of very emotional songs with more upbeat feeling tempos and, and rhythms and stuff. Uh, and 
yeah to me it felt like the album was a mishmash of me not deciding what kind of album i want to make and then because of that that was the vibe and that is what encapsulated the whole bigger picture it was like this indecision and you know i i kind of found that in the artwork as well when i Mm. found the artwork by this um lady from the netherlands called tilke schwartz um she does this like hand embroidered really really detailed kind of but messy um artwork and it's very unique isn't it yeah it's super super unique and it's just all over the place and it's a bit of it's i don't know it's it's like remember when when those images of like computer generated images came out that like weren't actually of anything and they made you feel like you're having a stroke like i get (laughs) i get a little bit of that from her artwork sometimes yeah is is nonsensical uh just small snippets all like sort of like overlapping and and just this weird collage of of just it, it reminds me of kind of like yeah like how a brain works i guess that are these like neurons firing and it might go some go nowhere but some go to something a bit more formed but yeah. they're like actually kind of weird like melted versions of of an actual thought it's yeah i, I find it was so interesting to look at because this is so detailed yeah that, that, that album some of it's it so, so casual it. some of it's so casual as well like there'll be i think a line on the front of the artwork says my husband barry enjoys um mandorian or something some art- artist i can't remember and then there's just random words like skin and guestbook <laughs> and stuff like that all over the artwork yeah. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, you have you've actually named a couple of songs after um, yeah words that you found in in this in the mess, I guess. Yeah, the statue of a woman, and there's guest book, and there's birdcage. Those are all from mm. the front of the album artwork. Yeah, which you know the, was the album artwork was, was made when I was eleven. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's actually really that's mad to think about actually. But that's so cool. But you've, you've actually got it hanging up in your in your new in the studio, studio now. You? It's just funny to yeah. think that when I was like skateboarding just being an idiot in the street and just drinking cans of pop kicking it by the curb there's this cans of panda pop yeah this old lady just (laughs) stitching away one day we'll sink i love it that's so good so um so you are like when you're recording then you obviously collaboration is a big thing um who who was uh involved in this uh and and and, uh what was their part so Ed Tuller is a kind of a long-term collaborator of mine. Um, we became friends 2014 and kind of since then we just kind of started writing together and just always sending each other music and just we always had this kind of close connection um, and just you know, I guess tied by the same kind of music we want to make and he was always like a really strong songwriter and I was a strong producer and kind of it feels like we taught each other a lot like um, I'll help in production, like he'll sit there and write a lot with me. Um, it's just because it comes naturally and we're kind of in the same room wanting to do this stuff. So this last album, more than anything, we've kind of, we kind of just sat there and wrote a lot of it together. And the idea of co-writing is weird because I, I don't ever co-write apart from with Ed just because he's kind of one of my best friends. Mm. It's not like I'm kind of going off to LA or London to do like writing trips to get like good out, al- good songs for the album. It's like, no, whatever kind of comes naturally to me and Ed, like, if I like it, I'll put it on an Overmore record. Um, mm. But it's the co-writing thing is weird because it's not necessarily lyrics. Um, sometimes it is, but it's more like sitting in a room and just kind of humming melodies and just like messing mm. around instruments until someone someone hits something that we both like really like. And then I'm like, right, okay, that's a great idea. I'm going to go away and write the lyrics to this, so it kind of feels more like I have like an emotional input into it. Um, mm. But sometimes, you know, Ed's got 
a great line for it that we'll just have to use anyway um mm. and that's, that's how it is um well i'll say one of my one of my favorite um moments of us even like shooting uh like while i was shooting the documentary was uh i gotta say it was something like one one in the morning or mm. something and of course ed had his entire like pedal board going mm. and i think it's I th was it statue of a woman i think it was the recording and it's just like this just it playing in the room just this drone just yeah. like this that just like two chord loop just going over and over and you guys were just like layering and layering and layering and then like i think you busted out microphones at one point and you're just going <laughs> like, yeah, like both of you just like and they're like manipulating all the sounds and it was just like this just mad sort of like experiment going on um and that was just so fun to watch just because it was just like you were just just trying stuff and that and was such a free a free a free flow kind of track and it's an instrumental track which is always kind of really fun to make because there's no pressure on getting a good melody mm. or kind of uh, what's this song about kind of thing it's more about encapsulating the vibe and just messing around. And like mm. Ed had uh, much more of an input on production on this album than he has on any of my other music. So uh, he was, for example, there for a lot of the production, like you say, just in the room, messing around with microphones, just hitting pedals on and off and just, yeah, just <laughs> spending time messing with gear. And I, d I do enjoy uh, watching you two uh, going from like best mates to like an old couple. Uh, arguing over things it's, it's so funny to watch uh just like the kind of things that you bicker about sometimes or or just find like the like joy in the smallest moments where like you hit upon something and like something magical happens it's very cool to be around um, yeah we, we've kind of we've kind of <laughs> learned to know what each other likes now because when we when we first met we started making air s which is our collaborative album um mm. straight away from like 2014 15 and we just kind of made it over some years every time we see each other and it was a lot of um a lot of ed trying to get some like really heavy riffs in the music and <laughs> me thinking it's really really sick and, like playing it all way too loud so it sounds amazing and then kind of listening back the next day and be like oh what the fuck are we doing and like ed's like no man it's great it's great it's like no we can't do this can't but he, it's a rock album <laughs> he's someone who has such a strong output and he's constantly making stuff he wants to do so many different styles and genres that it's not the same as me i don't i don't want to have like a, a heavy project so yeah okay it's constantly thinking like is that novo more is that Novo that's more? really good but is it novo more what is novo more yeah. what is novo more hallie what is novo more i don't know <laughs> well let's go back to that idea of the progression of your sound then um you're talking about this album being a lot more mature is that more in a case of subject matter or or, or is it more a case of um, progression, like you said, as a producer and, and in um, the way you approach It's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything. A little bit of my standards going up in all of those areas. Like I want my production mm. to feel tighter and better. I've learned more. I want the songwriting to kind of be more mature. Um, and and I want, the, I want it to be a more concise album. And I think the next album will be even more so. I think there's no time constraints on this and I don't really have an obligation to do anything. Um, musically ever really so i've kind of hit this space where i can just like really focus on music as and when i want um mm. um so i don't, I don't know it, it wasn't like a um what's the word i'm looking for it wasn't i didn't i didn't i wasn't like aiming to make it better <laughs> or what's <laughs> the word i'm looking for but I don't know. It's it's done being better, isn't it? 
<laughs> to dumb it no, right I, down. Yeah, to dumb it right to down. Dumb it right down. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I get what you mean though. Um, but with conscious with the album, then uh, yeah, yeah, is, is are there any moments on that album that are like standouts for you? Is there anything that that you look back on? You're like that was like either that song or that moment in a song for you is a standout moment of that's that's I hit something really good there. Um, let's have a think. Um, I would say there's, hmm, I, you're, I'm, you're, you, you are your worst critic. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> always going to have like, I'm always going to have reservations about everything I make mm. and that's tough. Like on birthplace, there's like a song or two. I wish I actually wish now I did not put on. Um, but because I was feeling a bit of, uh, I, I have this conversation a lot with people and like I had someone here the other day recording drums and mm. he's in a band um, that they signed to a big record label and they've only put out a five track EP at the moment like ages ago and they signed to a big record label and they've still not been able to put out an album because the record label's like no we just need like a single so we put another EP out put another EP out That's and interesting. they have their, they just feel this pressure to be like well obviously all the label want is singles so all they all they kind of write is they're trying to write singles and it's yeah. it's not what they're good at they you know they should have they got signed because the label liked their music they should have been left to their own devices mm. and make that music rather than um, focusing on putting out singles. But basically, mm. the point I'm making is when I was doing my first album, there was like a song that I ended up putting on it because I thought it was like really singly. And now I think that doesn't really fit the album very much. And I wish I hadn't have bothered. And I think it cannot be whatsoever. I don't really have that as much. I feel better as something that I was a bit skeptical about putting on because it was so much more upbeat but when i listen back mm. through i think it works really well it really ties kind of the happiness with the sadness and the upbeatness with the kind of melancholy i definitely think it's uh, like a bit of a statement piece of a song i think um it goes somewhere that not a lot like you said like not a lot of your other music has and i think without that on the album that that definitely would be a very different album yeah um i think so i think you sent that to me as like a demo track and I think that was the most listened thing on my iTunes for months. Uh, I, I remember just being obsessed with it when I was. It's a, uh, it's a bop. But yeah. It is a bop, mate. It was great. I'm so, I'm so glad it's, it's still like has its place on the album. Because I remember for a while you were like umming and ahhing about whether, yeah. whether it was going to make it. I was yeah, like, no, it really was. To. I struggled with the production on that a lot because being a self producer, you all you have is your own your own voice in your head telling you what mm. you should do and what's good. And like that's why having Ed there is good. But obviously at the end of the day it's whatever i want and if mm. i'm not happy with something then i have to work on it to make it better mm. um but yeah like trying to uh be asked what kind of song i'm like proud of or there's like a part of the album which i think i'm really happy that that is how it is or a, a standout song it's i think as a whole i'm super proud because it's become such it ended up such a dynamic and versatile album that's what i'm really proud of mm. the fact that it's not like a guitar album it's not like a piano album it's not an electronic album it's not a folk album it's not a rock album it's i don't really quite know what it is but mm. no songs sound the same to me you know like i got the last song which is like very banjo and like honky tonk piano heavy and then i got kind of <laughs> way more ethereal piano stuff like if we're being honest um mm. instrumental music on there i've got something at halloween which is way more kind of almost 90 garage, band, garage yeah. gary yeah you're, yeah, pra yeah, you're practicing yeah. your garage and it's really lo-fi um mm. yeah and there's something like 
I Feel Better, which is kind of has this 80s kick to it, but it all kind of ties together with my voice and my production. Um, mm. But Halloween's something I'm quite proud of, um, just because that, you know, that's one that wasn't, um, one of the ones that wasn't co-written with Ed, and it, it was for something that kind of came about like really quick. And it's not often that I write very quick. I don't really write things in one night and I'm done. Whereas that song, it was literally written on Halloween 2019, and I kind of used a bunch of the demo stuff in the actual track. Well, it was it's also quite interesting because it's quite a literal, personal story, isn't it? I is is I I think with with a lot of your music, there's uh, a lot up for interpretation. But with that one, it's almost like you are quite literal with with the story that you are telling and and your experience. There's uh, something to be said of that. It's like quite a again like another sort of different approach to your songwriting. I I, th- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I agree. It, it's it's different for me. And I was trying to move away from having this uh, ambiguity in my lyrics and be like, mm. well, this is what I'm talking about. And it's it's still vague enough to for people to make their own interpretations, but it felt very personal for me to actually write that song. But that's that. Going on from that idea that there's this uh like like all there's so there's so many flavors uh on this album that like you said it's quite hard to uh even sort of pin down what like yeah like you said it's not it's not a guitar album and stuff and i i think again that's so reflective of just the nature of what the album's about um and and the whole world that it's kind of set in is this um i think indecision i think is a perfect way of saying it it's it's there's there's so much to it that it's uh again as a piece it, it flows from from one thing to another and like you, what you might expect to be the next track isn't right <laughs> and it's, yeah. i think i think it's wonderful it's very 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 lovely to um to listen to as a, as, a, as a piece uh but are you excited about playing it live because you you haven't been able to play it live yet right um so yeah we've never i've never played this album live or any of the songs off the album live and it's it's two and a half years since i played live at all um right now i'm sat in my room because i have band practice tomorrow and i'm sat in my studio setting everything up for band practice and i'm kind of playing some of the songs we were doing two years ago and i'm getting this proper nostalgic flashback of being on tour and it's amazing (laughs) i love it um so yeah i'm really looking forward to playing this live and just trying to level that side of it up because that's the side of it that i've kind of struggled with the most in my opinion just music in general is standing on a stage in front of a bunch of people and being like hey guys listen to me you know (laughs) <laughs> i got something to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like uh, that's the thing like i, I know like sort of uh, this next year's gonna be pretty tall heavy for you but that's that's gonna be exciting right like sort of uh, yeah are, are, you, are you adjusting any of your songs or, or are you trying to keep them as faithful to to it'll, the album as, as it'll possible it'll be adjusted for uh what, what i don't know we're just gonna i basically i want to treat I want to treat this as an actual band. Like Nova More is me, with the exception of a lot of creative input from Ed. Um, mm. And I'm going to try and treat this like a band, like a five-piece band. We're going to get in a room and just play this music and see how how we do it and see what everyone plays and just have fun with it, really, um, and just try and level things up production-wise. But, yeah, touring and live stuff is, is I think, is a good, you know, conversation point. And you, you've been on tour with us. Like mm. you, you toured back in 2015 with the on the first Novamore tour, tour around Germany, <laughs> yeah. and it was just in a really small, crappy little van, and no, no one was getting paid, 
it was like the venues would put us up in their like promoter's house or something mm. and we'd play to a cafe or we we played in like some guy's living room <laughs> yeah in, i remember that in that was, um, mendig oh, germany God. that was the one yeah really small town in germany <laughs> this, this like nice couple's living room they got like a baby and they invited all their friends around and it was like it's like we're dinner time entertainment or something it's like a baby in the front row it's so weird and I'm I'm there like you realise we've got like a drum kit and distortion and stuff like that and it's going to be loud uh, those are the days mate those are the days yeah yeah. now look days. at you you're going to have a tour bus yeah jet setting jet setting jet around setting, the world but <laughs> yeah but um, whilst music prize then how does it feel to be uh, nominated um, for, for it uh, as, as, as like you said uh, um earlier the the idea that you have like quite a big international presence um and 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 you frame yourself as as uh not not really tying yourself down to a location but it's great to be uh, nominated right for the welsh music prize it's an honor <laughs> <laughs> no it, it um so obviously it's it's, it's it's a massive it's a massive honor to be nominated i remember mm. it was 2011 when i uh, when Welsh Music Prize started, and it was 2012, the Nova More became kind of something for me, and I, you know, mm. had two songs out, and I moved back to Cardiff 2012, and I, I I started seeing kind of Welsh Music Prize around the place, and people were talking about it, all my friends, and I was like, wow, this is really prestigious, and I won't, you know, imagine one day winning that. So, to so go vote, go, go, go vote. vote. Go vote. vote for I don't, I don't, Nova Moore. I don't even know who is voting or what. How for it, your how this consideration, really works. I'm not going to win. Don't worry. <laughs> it's going to go. Hmm, who's going to win? I don't know. Someone really Welsh. I mean, I am. Really I am. I am Welsh. I am technically Welsh. <laughs> this is I was born I in Welsh. I am born I in am Wales. Welsh. I, I was born in Wales. Right. I've lived here my whole be, life. People are going to be asking for your birth certificate uh -huh. and stuff. It's going to get the scandals. The scandals are coming. <laughs> He's English. <laughs> He's English. He's fucking English. He sounds English. Um, record. The record was made in Wales, in my house there in we Cardiff. Go. Welsh made. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, is there anything else you want you, you think's worth uh, mentioning about the album? I think I think that was a really mm. nice sort of. Uh, Maybe that's interesting to people. I mean, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> about making the album, what is there to say, really? Is there? Um, I mean, it's 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 all all recorded in the one room. Yeah, um, it's it's, a, it's a lot, like, a lot over lockdown. So you, you were I sort of like by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I started the album um, kind of summer two thousand and nineteen, mm. and by the by the winter time, I was kind of I had the tracks I wanted to kind of record, and I was kind of halfway through that. I, I was hoping to finish the album by. I was deadlining myself to finish the album by late February, so I could go to tour in China in March. Um, and I was just making it every day in my flat in Cardiff. I didn't have a living room. Basically, it was an old, it was a coach house that I renovated. I knocked down one of the bedrooms and knocked into the living room so that I had one big room that I could have all my instruments in. And, you know, I, for, I forego a living room for that. And I feel like I have, everywhere I've lived, I've kind of foregone a living space, really, so that I can make music. Um, and I, I think this album kind of pushed me to the limit with that. And <laughs> I, I got to the near the end of making the album and then suddenly the pandemic hit and the China tour got cancelled, which is kind of a really good thing, to be honest, because I hadn't finished the album and I needed all of March to kind of actually finishing it, finish it. Mm. So I ended up kind of carrying on making the album all the way through March, April and kind of halfway through May. Um, 
and that's where a lot of like the filming kind of happened is kind of me just kind of on my own in my coach house and like you social distancing with your camera <laughs> uh, of course absolutely social distancing yeah well we did that was that was to be fair i mean like i, th- I think that got me through i think that got me through the uh the covid times i was sort of very lucky to to be able to uh so oh, we, we, we get to see a person this week yay yes a human <laughs> I was like, I was like, I think at one point I was donned up in all of the uh, protective gear. I think I, I wore gloves for a long time. You those did. sweaty gloves. I remember that. And you, and you was like, it's fine, mate. I'm like, no. See, gloves <laughs> feel like overkill these days. I remember I started, when the pandemic hit, I started going to Audi wearing gloves and a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I wore, yeah, to be fair, I wore, I wore like these very thick, like biking gloves. Oh, right. I was, and they I was were like, I just... I was wearing oh, like, like the surgical gloves, but oh God. They, they, they don't. It doesn't make any difference if you don't like put the gloves on before you go in and then take them off and throw them away as soon as you get at the shop because you're just touching mm. things and then taking them home anyway. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was nice though to actually like during that during that time to to actually come and um, do something uh, and it, not lose my mind. Yeah, uh, I think it was it was, a ni- it was a nice outlet, and I think it's uh, again like going back to the actual documentary and stuff is such a, such a nice. Um, you know, a, a blessing in disguise in some ways to actually have the time to delve that deep into into something that that probably, you know, it's it's sometimes gets overlooked. I think, or um, you know, it could have easily just been like a oh turn up and let's just watch you recording. But actually, we could have spent a bit more time actually looking at your process, actually looking at how you see things. And um, if anyone does have have the time to watch it, it's it's um, it, Again, I, I think it's one of my one of my favourite things I've made. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I, I think yeah. you encapsulated it great, and it was very much a passion project for you, as mm. as much as it was like something great for me to kind of have to um, to point to the album. Um, yeah, yeah, lovely stuff, lovely stuff, lovely. Well, there we go. I mean, if uh, <laughs> we get our plugs out of the way, let's get our plugs out of the way. Uh, go, go, listen to uh, Nova Moore's album. Cannot be whatsoever on iTunes, Spotify, and all streaming services. There we go. That's the plug. <laughs> go, go, listen to Josh's album. I got one song on Spotify. I need to get the rest off. I got a mixtape coming. I got mixtape dropping um, sometime we... in the next three years. Maybe I should start some beef with like the other Welsh Music Prize artists. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's just start chatting shit. Yeah. Just, just uh, who, who you? Wait, hold on. Let's. What, kind of what, afraid. What, what, what dirt do you have on on these artists? Uh, hmm, who Let's is there? Look. There's what? Kelly Kelly Lee Owens. I have no dirt on her. Mace the Great. Don't know any dirt about him. <laughs> he's um, just gonna go through all of them. And be like, got nothing. No, no dirt. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> No dirt, super clean. <laughs> they're all lovely people, to be honest, aren't yeah, they? They're all great. Oh, you're rubbish. This oh. is <laughs> you're rubbish at smack talking. What a lovely guy I am. What a lovely guy. What an absolutely lovely guy. And you should definitely go and check out his album. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I appreciate you having me along for this chat. Yeah, um, I course, mean, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's tough to know what to talk about. Like we have so we have so much history together of just hanging out and being on tour and like funny things happening and stuff i don't i don't know whether it's worth talking about that stuff but well i mean you can cash it all on our podcast lonely arts club uh on 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 again all good uh streaming platforms for podcasts uh at lonely arts club pod um but yeah um but yeah i mean it's yeah it's been lovely chatting to you mate as you too, always man. yeah thank you for having this chat with me 
That's all right. It's no problem at all. If anyone wants to check out my work as well, um, at Storm and Shelter. Um, Storm and Shelter is the production company. Uh, we make great films. Go and check us out. Um, Do it. Yeah, Ali, thanks very much, mate, for having me along. It's a pleasure as always. Thanks, dude. Bye. You're a handsome man. Handsome and talented man. He paid me to say that. Nice one, mate. There we go. We can end it there. <laughs> All right. That'll do. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welsh Music Prize Conversations with the 2021 shortlisted bands and artists. Diolch yn fawr iawn, am rando, gyrwch ni'n bod beth meddwl, at Welsh Music Prize. That's the handle. We'd love to know what you think about the conversations.